Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a five-part podcast series I am putting on this week around the issue of what is a corporate monitor. This podcast series is sponsored by Affiliated Monitors, which was founded in 2004 and provides independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally across all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitors on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 700 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help you improve your company's ethics and compliance programs, visit their website, www.affiliatedmonitors.com. This week, together with Vincent DeCiani, the CEO of Affiliated Monitors, and Eric Feldman, SVP at Affiliated Monitors, we're going to take a look at five separate topics of what is a corporate monitorship. We're going to start with that topic, then move to what is a post-resolution corporate monitorship, then consider what is a pre-settlement monitorship, In episode four, we were going to consider what issues a company should consider when thinking about retaining a monitor. And finally, in episode five, we'll consider monitorship costs and how this issue should be handled. It's a fascinating exploration of really that basic question, what is a corporate monitor? How can you use it? This is the podcast series which every compliance practitioner needs to listen to so that you'll have a fuller understanding of what a monitorship is and how you can use a monitorship, hopefully before you get to the point where you're in an FCPA violation. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. This special five-part episode of What is a Corporate Monitor is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I am here with a five-part episode about corporate monitorship. Over the this five podcast series, I am joined by Vincent DeCiani, the president and founder of Affiliated Monitors, Inc., and Eric Feldman, the senior vice president of Affiliated Monitors. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for episode five of my part five exploration of corporate monitorships with Vincent DeCiani and Eric Feldman from Affiliated Monitors. Today, I have back with me Vin DeCiani, the president and founder of Affiliated Monitors, and we're going to take up the always uh, touchy question of monitor cost. So, Vin, uh, first of all, welcome, and let me just get right to it, because monitor costs have been something that has really been in the public eye for many years. Uh, how does how would you uh, recommend a client uh, handle that issue, or how do you think about uh, working with a client to get them through this issue? Yeah, uh, it's a great topic, Tom, and it's, it can be controversial, as you can understand. Um, you know, some, somewhat uh, involved in this uh, conversation is the fact that typically a monitor is brought in at the end of a process. You know, so there's been a legal proceeding. Um, likely, there's probably been internal investigations. There's probably been perhaps litigation. Uh, there may be fines, penalties, and all of those kinds of things. 
then you lay on top of that a monitor. You know, so the company has sort of been through, I'll use this term, uh, the mill, if you will, um, by the time the monitor comes on board. And so there is a, a particular sensitivity at that point to what it's going to cost for the monitor to do um, the monitor's job. That's number one. And then number two um, is the fact that the monitor is going to be there for a number of years. So you almost have to build it into your, you know, um, finances and your budgeting for the next few years. So that's sort of the sort of an underlying, you know, issue that I think companies face when they're a monitor. Um, the other things that come into play when you start talking about the cost of a monitor ship and then some of the controversy around it is I sort of, uh, you know, sort of break it down to three main topics. One is, um, what's the scope of the monitorship? You know, has the agreement that led to the monitorship fully defined what the role of the monitor is? Um, sometimes they are very narrow. And so they're defined in a way that the monitor is only doing, you know, uh, this amount of, you know, uh, document reviews. Typically an OIG, HHS monitorship um, of a healthcare provider it's a finite number of billing records um, and files that you're looking at. You can sort of scope that out in terms of what the price is going to be. In other instances, it's sort of wide open. You have to look at everything, you know, and so that's going to have a dramatic impact on the cost. So scope is one factor. Second factor is frequency. You know, how often does the monitor have to go in? Um, you know, we have lots of experiences monitors and we have some monitorships where, believe it or not, we're monitoring, um, uh, some on, on a daily basis. That's, you know, and then sometimes it's quarterly, sometimes it's monthly, sometimes it's, you know, periodic. Um, so the frequency of the monitoring is going to have a significant factor or play a significant role in the cost of the monitorship. And then the third is the duration of the monitorship. You know, is it a six-month monitorship or is it a 10-year monitorship? Um, and again, we have all varieties of, you know, duration. But those three are sort of going to be the key factors uh, in determining, you know, the, the, um, some of the uh, issues. That's number one. The second thing that I think comes into play, and, and perhaps this is where it becomes more controversial, is that, you know, oftentimes, um, uh, Monitors are selected, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. Um, we happen to be in a, a company that this is all we do, you know, so we sort of know how to monitor. We're efficient. You know, we know what we're looking for. We know what the, you know, the scope of the monitoring is based upon the, you know, the language of the document. I think a lot of times people um, select a monitor without having that kind of consideration. Um, and so they bring in a monitor who maybe has not monitored before. That individual or team of individuals uh, may not necessarily, you know, understand, you know, the role of the monitor, what you're looking for, and those kinds of things. So they're inventing the wheel as they are going along, which is going to add to the cost of the monitorship. Um, and so that's a factor um, that I, I think uh, companies should consider, and that is the experience of the monitor. A third thing, um, and it, I think you've talked about it a little bit in some of the other episodes, 
you know, in this series, uh, is sort of, you know, what's the, what's the monitor doing? Um, does the monitor understand, you know, that, you know, the, their role is prescribed within the four corners of the terms of a settlement agreement, um, that they are not um, looking as investigators, that they're not, you know, doing a scorched earth kind of review of everything that goes on in the company, um, because that's where, you know, uh, the sort of that concern about gouging, you know, uh, and runaway monitoring costs, uh, I think, come into play. And, and I'm, you know, I'm, I, I, I can cast aspersions on fellow monitors, but I think sometimes that does happen, that, that just because they have a lack of experience um, in, in, in being monitors, I think that, that sometimes does uh, come into play uh, in terms of these runaway costs. Um, so I, I think that's some of the, so those are some of the factors that come into play, Tom. So let me uh, follow up on a couple of points and start with really the last one, which is something that I don't think gets enough play in the monitor world, Vin, which is that uh, the more professional uh, you are as a monitor or your organization is in delivering monitorship services, actually the more cost effective it will be because you won't reinvent the wheel uh, every time. But the second point was something that you really started with um, and I think would warm the heart of any corporate, uh, anyone in a corporation, which is the budget process. I'm a firm believer if it's in the budget process and you can, you know what your costs are going to be, you can budget for it. And once you can budget for it, you can reserve, you can, you know, do all of the things that you would do inside of a corporation. And that really leads to sort of observation number three. You've talked about the four corners of the settlement agreement, but would you also uh, suggest that there would be a work plan or other specific uh, document which would lay out the services of a monitor uh, uh, through which a corporation could understand the costs? Uh, absolutely. The, 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 um, typically, what's been going on lately with more of the, the high-end corporate monitorships is that either the government agency or the company are putting out RFPs asking for um, qualifications, asking for, you know, what um, types of um, monitoring activities would occur in the monitorship. So there, it's much more of a defined, you know, uh, consideration of what the monitor would be doing. Um, so we've seen that happen, you know, uh, uh, quite a bit. Um, so you're calling it a work plan and it does ultimately work its way into a work plan, but it's sort of a preliminary sort of proposed scope of services that the monitor would be providing. Um, I think that that does give some certainty, um, to a company when they understand, look, we are going to be doing focus groups. We are going to be looking at documents. We are going to go to this country and that country, um, or this office and that office that will, um, come into play because now they have an understanding of, you know, what the monitor um, is going to be doing. Um, I think the other thing around certainty is um, because of um, sort of a, a level of experience, um, you, we know, look, you don't have to look at 100% of things in a company. You know, again, we do a lot of work in the healthcare space. I don't have to go look at a doctor's every record of a doctor to get an understanding of whether or not he knows how to keep a record. He knows how to, you know, a bill for a level of services that have been described within the, the medical records. You know, uh, you don't have to do that. You can randomly sample 
with the, the selection being done by the monitor, a lot of the work that has to be done. So you don't have to talk to everybody in an office. You don't have, you know, you can select certain people. You put some in a focus group. You do some, you know, in a round of interviews and those kinds of things. Again, that, that there's an efficiency there. I think that comes into play in terms of, you know, the cost. The other thing that we're seeing, and I know you've had conversations about this, and that is, you know, can the monitor flat fee their services so that there is a full understanding of what that looks like? Um, and this is, it's a difficult topic. I'm happy to take it on, um, because we're confronted with it regularly, but, you know, can you, can the monitor flat fee, um, the, their services, um, on a project? It's very difficult to do specific, uh, particularly rather where the scope of the monitorship or the details of the monitorship, the requirements are not fully defined, you know, in the, in the, the term where there's more certainty, then, you know, it's easier to flat fee um, uh, a monitorship, but uh, it's, it's tough. You know, we try to do it, you know, uh, as much as we possibly can, or at a minimum, but give, give the client a proposed budget of this is what it's going to look like, you know, for us to do this work. This is what you're going to be getting, and that's that menu of services that you talked about. Um, so we try to tell them that, and then this is a budget. Um, and then if we're going to go over, we're going to tell you we're going to go over. Um, so I think that that's where some of the controversy comes in, as I said, in terms of, you know, just inefficiencies, you know, sort of a lack of understanding of all the things that the monitor has to put into the, into that. And again, I use your term work plan. Um, and then the execution, you know, the execution of the actual project. You know, you can't go in to uh, a company and spend a month there when you're doing, you know, 10 interviews. You, you, it's just, there's just inefficiencies in that. Um, so those are some of the factors, I think, that, that come into play. Well, Ben, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, and I've been visiting with Vincent DeCiani. He is the president and founder of Affiliated Monitors. And today we took up the, uh, I think, always uh, important and even controversial topic of monitor costs and how this issue should be handled. So, Vin, I wanted uh, to thank you, and uh, this has been a great series, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. Great to speak with you, Tom. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you have enjoyed this exploration of What is a Corporate Monitor? I hope you join us again for another episode. If you have any questions, you can reach me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. If you have any questions around what is a corporate monitor, please check out Affiliated Monitors' website, www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Thanks again for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.